May the odds be ever in your favor. Suzanne Collins. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Today's genre is going to be young adult fiction. Which is actually kind of a super genre. Young adult tends to be an umbrella term for a lot of different kinds of genres, but there are tendencies across all of them, especially in writing style and cover, and so we wanted to cover as much as we can. And so if you're writing young adult, it's going to be probably more specific than just young adults. Pretty much all of the subgenres of YA are a genre of adult fiction. And YA just tends to be another ingredient. You're adding garlic to your recipe this way. Right now, the most popular YA subgenre has got to be dystopian. You've got Hunger Games, you've got Divergent, you've got the series that I was talking about last episode, Scythe. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And that's really why I chose our opener, where it is. Not only is it a quote from a YA book, but if you're writing young adult, may the odds be ever in your favor. It is a very popular genre to write in and a very difficult one to get into if you want to be a popular writer. Another subgenre of the young adult fiction is slice of life. Often that's included in your drama and romance as well. You also have urban fantasy subgenres. This is almost dystopian, but not always. I'm mostly thinking Twilight. Shadowhunters, the Mortal Instrument series by Cassandra Clare, also falls in this category. So let's go into the authors. I just mentioned Cassandra Clare. There's also Suzanne Collins that we mentioned. Sarah Dessen is a slice-of-life drama YA author. That also includes Jenny Han, John Green, Angie Thomas. In the fantasy genre is also Rick Riordan, who wrote the Percy Jackson series. One of the defining factors of a YA is that your main character is high school age. So anything that you're thinking of that has the main character in that age range is a YA fiction. You always want your main character to be a year or two older than your target audience, especially until they reach adulthood. Harry Potter is actually a very interesting look at this. The first book was definitely written for 9 to 10 year olds, where the main character was 11. The second book is just a little bit older. And you finally get to the seventh book, and it's written for people who are, you know, 17, 18 years old. Along with that idea of your young adults are your main characters, a lot of your settings are going to include high school. High school, modern day with a little bit of a twist. There's not going to be a whole lot of variation. That changes with some of the dystopian. That changes with some of the fantasy, but it's always going to be something that the young adult readers can connect with. And because the world is big and scary, having a dystopian style setting goes right along with that idea of there's a lot going on out there. It's me versus the world. You see a lot of that in the dystopian stories. So let's get into the writing styles of YA. One of the most common writing styles for young adult fiction is first person. You'll see this across almost every single subgenre of YA. Yeah, if you pick up a book and you open it up and it's in first person, there's a fair chance that it's young adult. 
there's also a fair chance that it will be not only first person, but first person present. Netflix has the movie and now recently it's sequel to All the Boys I've Loved Before and P.S. I Still Love You. The books that those movies are based on is first person present. If you are truly writing only for young adults, it's okay. But if you want a young adult novel that can span more than just teenagers, I caution against present tense. Um, Another common writing style is having the thoughts in italics. This is if it is in third person. You'll have your character going, thinking something in particular, and this often goes hand in hand with superpowers if there's some sort of magical element to the world. Because if somebody's superpower is to read their minds, you'll know what that person is hearing. It's young adult fiction. You're writing it for teenagers. Teenagers have crazy hormones. You're going to have to include romance. You don't have to have it be they ended up together and lived happily ever after. But there has to be that element there. It would be a refreshing change for her to stand on her own two feet by the end of the book. Which is another reason why I actually like the author Sarah Dessen. At least two of the books end with the main character not ending up with a guy. And it is that that change away from the standard romance. Because realistically, it's high school. How many people actually stay with their high school sweethearts? Your word count for your YA is going to be commonly between 65 and 80,000 words. The average is about 73,000 words. Which, as far as the YA authors that I know, they always have to cut down their story. You're writing in YA. You don't get the freedom of a fantasy author, even if you're writing YA fantasy. Because your audience's attention span is something to keep in mind in the design of the story. That's another thing about the writing styles. In YA, you need to move quickly because your attention span is not going to be there. You need to have hooks throughout the book. You need to have cliffhangers, chapter endings to keep the reader going. And their attention spans are set by Hollywood, not necessarily by books that we've read in the past. How are you going to title a young adult book? Generally, it's the thing that makes this world different in as few words as possible. So you've got Twilight, you've got Divergent, you've got The Hunger Games, you've got all of these super brief titles that end up playing a hook to get you to open the book up. This is very common for your dystopian fantasy sci-fi YAs. If you want to go more of your slice-of-life drama romance, you're going to have a philosophical phrase. So you have 13 Reasons Why, the To All the Boys I've Loved Before, Once and For All... Like I said, it's a very philosophical phrase that can draw the reader in and wondering, what is this all about? And once they find it in the book, they're like, ooh, that's what that title means. If you're going for a slice of life that is a little bit quirky, a lot of the times you'll have the character's name in the title. It's not always quirky. Sometimes it's a connection to the main character. Or a series title, Harry Potter and Percy Jackson and... Exactly. Another example is like The Secret Diary of Lizzie Bennet. You can already tell that it's going to be a modern retelling of the Pride and Prejudice book because Lizzie Bennet. That name gives you a clue into what the book is going to be about. So what do the covers of a YA book look like? This one really varies by subgenre. So let's look first at the color schemes. 
In the dystopian or urban fantasy books, it's going to be dark, usually blacks, grays, greens, sometimes silver or red. In your drama and romance, it's going to be lights, pinks, pastels, purples and whites, and turquoise. Your slice of life is going to be a little bit more jarring. You're going to have oranges and yellows and reds. But as far as imagery, it's often going to be a very simple image. It's the Mockingjay. It's a wheelbarrow. It's something very simple. Minimalist even. And especially with the dystopian, you see a lot of that circle with the image in the middle. Kind of a sigil, a brand of often the dystopian world that they're living in. The drama romance, you're usually going to have a photograph or flower petals or whatever, kind of going along with that pastels theme. And then the slice of life is sometimes a comic book style art on the front that includes like those splashes of art around them. Your fonts also vary by genre. So your slice of life is going to be a display font, which means it's unique. It's handcrafted for that book. Romance, of course, it's going to be your scripty, handwritten kind of thing. And then your dystopian drama is going to be block lettering, usually sans serif. And you're going to have a lot of, in the graphic world, it's called an emboss. A lot of that 3D edge to the text that makes it stand out from the minimalist background. So I looked up some common tropes for YA. And I could spend the entire rest of my life reading these because there are a lot. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's an umbrella genre, not necessarily a genre in and of itself. But having the main character be female is very common for your young adult fiction. There are a few exceptions, Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, but those are exceptions to the rule. Um, Another common trope are lost prophecies. You see that in Harry Potter. You see that in The Giver. Of course, with YA, because they're young adults, they're going to be talented, but naive and untrained. You see that with almost every main character. You also have the rags to riches story, the Cinderella's. People identify with that fairy tale, so they want that kind of story. Princess Diaries, I would even put Harry Potter in that collection because he was an abused kid. And then when he drops into this wizarding world, it turns out he has a bunch of money and he can buy the entire cart of chocolate frogs. Um, I don't like this next trope. All adults are useless. I see that especially in the dystopian world. It allows room for the hero to be the main character, the young adult instead of an actual adult, because all of the actual adults are indoctrinated into whatever the problem is with the society. And of course, you have the classic, she's plain, but beautiful. She doesn't recognize her own beauty, but everybody else can see it just fine. So these are some tropes to look out for, be wary of. You can use them if you want to. Know that you're using them. YA is a good genre to write in. There is a very wide reader base for it because it is not just young adults, but adults as well who want that safer genre. But because it's so popular, there are a lot of writers in it. So if you're wanting to become popular, try to be realistic about it. May the odds be ever in your favor. If that's the genre you like and you want to write in it, write in it no matter what the odds may be of you getting a million dollars from it. Yeah, just write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 